Welcome back to another episode of The Radio Psychs, your premier podcast for insights into everything mental health. I'm Dr. Aaron Haddock. And I'm Dr. Rondi Yu. We're psychologists who care about people and bringing science to practice. And we're so glad to have you join us. Please note that the information shared in this episode is solely intended for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Today's topic is walking for mental health. When we think about improving our mental health, we often imagine complex solutions or drastic changes. But this episode, we're going to put the spotlight on a straightforward and accessible activity that has the potential to really impact how you feel. And that's walking. You know, I have to say, walking doesn't always get the attention it deserves. But you know what? It's a hidden gem when it comes to well-being. It might not be as flashy as some of the other activities out there, but it offers so many benefits for your mental health. That said, we want to recognize that walking is not accessible for everyone due to various physical, medical, or environmental reasons. In future episodes, we'll cover other activities to achieve similar mental health benefits for those who may not be able to participate in walking. Now, let's start with the benefits of walking. Aaron, tell us, how does walking affect a person's mood? Well, it encourages the release of endorphins, those feel-good neurotransmitters that can elevate your mood. It's like a natural happy pill. So that euphoria we often feel after a good walk, that's thanks to endorphins. It reduces stress too, doesn't it? It's true. Walking, especially in serene settings, can lower cortisol levels. Cortisol is the stress hormone and less of it means less stress for you. Oh, I'm a fan of less stress. I am too. And I have to add... Walking has been linked to lower rates of depression. Hmm. Now, the CDC recommends that we, at a minimum, get about 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity, such as brisk walking, every week. That's roughly two and a half hours. But even if you only did half this amount, which is 75 minutes, which you could easily achieve if you walk for about 11 minutes a day, you lower your risk of depression by 18%. Wow. And if you do the full minimum two and a half hours, you lower your risk even further by 25%. That is remarkable. Meeting those recommendations doesn't require a gym membership or even any special equipment. I could just walk around my neighborhood. And it just seems like the bar for reaping the mood benefits isn't set too high. I agree with you. It really does look like a low entry point for a high return on emotional well-being And here's a sobering statistic for us all. According to a recent study, researchers found that one in nine cases of depression in adults could potentially be prevented if we all just did the minimum amount of physical activity recommended by the CDC. That's a powerful reminder, Rondi. It just highlights the profound impact that a collective effort to integrate physical activity into our lives could have on our society's mental well-being. Okay, Let's talk about some of the other ways that walking affects us. What about our cognitive capacities? Is there any evidence to link walking with our mental performance? Yeah, absolutely. It's been linked to improvements in memory, concentration, and even problem-solving skills. Hmm. That's interesting. What, what's happening that leads to these improvements? Well, there's a lot that happens when we walk. Now picture this. When you take a stroll your brain experiences a rush of benefits. First, 
There's increased blood flow, which floods your brain with essential nutrients, making memory processes more efficient. Then your hippocampus, which is like the memory center of your brain, that kicks into gear. And as you walk, you're also releasing these mood-enhancing neurotransmitters like dopamine, which increases your cognitive performance. And also, there's this phenomenon known as divergent thinking that becomes more active during and after a walk, meaning your brain gets a boost in its ability to generate creative ideas and find solutions to problems. Ah, that, it makes me think of history, and you know, I'm, I'm into history. It, what's interesting to me is how many famous creative people were known to incorporate walking into their daily routines to stimulate creativity and clarify their thoughts. So, for example, Leonardo da Vinci's notebooks are filled with sketches, ideas, and observations he supposedly made during his walks in the countryside. And it was the same for Goethe, who used walking as a form of active meditation and reflection. Characters in his stories often go for walks as a way of symbolizing their inner journey, personal growth and transformation, and self-realization. Wait, did you say Gouda? Like, the cheese? <laughs> no. Goethe, the German writer. Ah, okay. A German writer. I have honestly never heard of him. What? He's like a German god. <laughs> All right, if you say so. And I, I got to say, I've personally experienced this. I, I often find that when I'm stuck on a problem or need to brainstorm ideas for a project or even a podcast episode... A walk really helps to spark new perspectives and solutions. You know, I think Da Vinci got it right. I can relate. Some of my most creative and innovative ideas came to me during walks. Uh, but the real magic, that happens in the long run. Mm. Regular walks support the growth of new brain cells and reinforced neural connections. Uh, it's like a mental gym for memory and creative thinking. You know, there's also some interesting studies that show spending time in natural settings, like outside in nature, at a park, rather than like in an urban or indoor environment, during your walk amplifies the cognitive benefits. So if you have the choice to go outside or not, going outside might really be the better option. Yeah, I hear you. There's a local park that I like to go to with lots of trees where I can wander, not just physically, but mentally. Mm. I can freely roam, explore ideas, and really get creative. It's much better than the experience I have when I get on the treadmill in my dingy garage. Yeah, I bet, man. I've, I've seen your garage. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's also this growing body of literature that tells us exercise, like walking, can slow cognitive impairment and may delay the onset of Alzheimer's disease in older adults. Oh. Uh, okay, Aaron. Uh, we've been talking about the benefits of walking. Are there any downsides we should be aware of? Yeah, you know, there can be actually um, like overexertion. That could be an issue. So it's it's really crucial for folks to know their limits and to listen to their body. For those with certain medical conditions, walking may not actually be advisable without proper medical guidance. Pushing too hard, especially when starting a new walking routine, can lead to frustration and potentially feelings of failure. Then there are environmental factors. You know, for some, walking might not be a leisurely stroll in a beautiful park. Maybe there's pollution, safety concerns, or harsh weather, factors that can turn a walk into a source of anxiety. 
And let's not forget the social aspect. Walking can be a solitary activity, and for some long, solitary walks can lead to feelings of isolation or even just loneliness. Those are important considerations. So while we're all about promoting walking as a fantastic way to boost your mood and focus, it's essential to recognize that it might not be the perfect fit for everyone all the time. Remember, the path to mental wellness is personal and unique to each of us. Finding the activity that suits you best is what's truly important. Yeah, it's like any tool in your mental health kit. It's not universally suited for every situation. Know your limits, choose your paths carefully, and consider the social aspect. And always remember, it's perfectly okay to explore other options that might better align with your unique needs and circumstances. Okay, and that's a wrap. Thank you for taking this walk with us today, exploring the relationship between walking and your mental health. May each stride bring you closer to your personal path to mental wellness. Take care and be well, everybody. Take care and be well.